Anyone know what that is? That's music to my ears. That's another sale on Shopify, the all-in-one commerce platform to start, run, and grow your business. Shopify makes it simple to sell to anyone from anywhere. Whether you're selling shirts or sandals, start selling with Shopify and join the platform simplifying commerce for millions of businesses worldwide. With Shopify, you'll customize your online store to your brand, discover new customers, and build relationships that will keep them coming back. Shopify covers all the sales channels to successfully grow your business, from an in-person POS system to an all-in-one e-commerce platform, even across social media platforms like TikTok, Facebook, and Instagram. And thanks to 24-7 support and free on-demand business courses, Shopify is here to help you succeed every step of the way. It's how every minute, new sellers around the world make their first sale with Shopify. And you can do it too. I love how Shopify makes it simple for anyone to sell their products anywhere. Whether they're eBooks or earrings, Shopify simplifies starting and running your own successful business. When you're ready to take your idea to the world, do it with Shopify, the commerce platform powering millions of businesses down the street and around the globe. Now it's your turn to try Shopify for free and start selling anywhere. So sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash c-suite, all lowercase on c-suite. Go to shopify.com slash c-suite, all lowercase on c-suite, to start selling online today. Shopify.com slash c-suite. You're listening to Thinking Outside the Bud, where we speak with entrepreneurs, investors, thought leaders, researchers, advocates, and policymakers who are finding new and exciting ways for cannabis to positively impact business, society, and culture. And now, here is your host, business coach, Bruce Eckfeldt. Welcome, everyone. This is Thinking Outside the Bud. I'm Bruce Eckfeld. I'm your host. And our guest today is Jessie Gill. And Jessie is a registered nurse in the cannabis space. We're going to learn a little bit about her background. And I'm excited about this. I'm excited about this aspect of the cannabis space as a healing medical tool. And I'm excited to learn about that and learn about the story. So Jessie, welcome to the program. Uh, thank you so much for having me, Bruce. It's a pleasure to be here. So let's let's hear about the story. How did how did you get into the cannabis space? I'm, I'm curious to hear the journey you've had, and then we can talk a little bit about uh, marijuana mommy and what you're doing with uh, with your project now. Hmm. Well, it has been a very very interesting, crazy journey. Um, <laughs> you know, I never expected to be a cannabis nurse or to be in this space at all. Yeah. I am a former hospice nurse, mm-hmm. um, and in January of 2014, I was injured in a a weird, bizarre work accident. Mm. And, you know, my life instantaneously changed and um, I suffered a cervical spinal injury Mm. and a great deal of nerve damage. And I started this, you know, process through the traditional healthcare system to just try to get better, to try to restore my wellness. And, um, you know, I, I did everything that they told me to do, took all the medications, went to all the appointments, um, nothing helped. Um, eventually I had a multi-level spinal fusion and that actually made me worse. Uh, so um, I lost the ability to drive, the range yeah. of motion decreased, I developed swallowing issues and, you know, I was, I was living, they kind of wrote me off. Um, they said, that's it. That's all they yeah. could do that. I would never get any better. And I was living life completely dependent on medications, um, yeah. opiates and Valium around the clock, plus a whole bunch of other meds. And, um, you know, at, at this time I was still trying every other option out there. And then, you know, somebody suggested cannabis and I was like, that's ridiculous. <laughs> I am a 
hospice nurse. I am a pain yeah. expert. Like yeah. I treat other people's pain. Like if morphine's not helping me, marijuana is not going to do anything. Yeah. And, um, you know, I wrote it off. I was a little annoyed. And my mother was like, you've tried everything else. And my mom's also a nurse. She's like, you're trying flotation therapy. You're trying all these <laughs> supplements. Like, why wouldn't you try this? Exactly. <laughs> so I was like, okay, you know, she took me, my parents took me, they got me cannabis mm-hmm. and it was amazing. It was that exact same day. I was able to stop the opiates and the Valium and replace that completely with cannabis. Wow. And then slowly I was able to get off of the other medications. Yeah. So yeah, it, it's just transformed my life. And I mean, it's, I'm not better. You know, I still have tons of limitations. I yeah. still can't drive. I still have, you know, deal with chronic pain, yeah. but my quality of life has skyrocketed and dramatically improved. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that's how I got started. So that was 2014, 2015. It sounds like you were kind of going through that part. Yeah. So I've been a cannabis patient for three years. And no, this past November, yeah. it was my three-year anniversary. Um, so yeah, I had a, a lengthy battle with pharmaceuticals before switching over to cannabis. But now I'm off of everything. It's been really, really remarkable. That's great. Good for you. Yes. I know. Yeah, I'm actually, my, um, I similarly had uh, fused L4, L5, S1 uh, mm. through, I had an injury, kind of somewhat of a freak uh, mm-hmm. fracture of my L5. So uh, wow. And yeah, it was kind of similar, kind of similar thing. I mean, the opioids uh, were I did not like. I did not like at all, and I was constantly searching everything from turmeric teas to uh, <laughs> all sorts of physical therapies and things like that. But um, you know, certainly right. cannabis was very, very helpful in, in helping helping with recovery and getting me back. And I've I've had more or less a complete recovery. But so I get uh, the I get a, I get a piece of it. I get a piece of what you've been going through. That's fantastic. Um, so and and it's fascinating because I, I hear a lot of stories of these sort of people who you know would not have guessed you know a thousand times that they would have been uh, a cannabis user, but sure. have gone through some kind of situation, some kind of event. Funny, I'm not completely cannabis naive. Like I had gone through a period mm-hmm. where I used it regularly, you know, yeah. in my younger years. And like I had a lot of negative associations yeah. to it. And, you know, in retrospect, I'm 100% sure that I was self-medicating at the yeah. time. But, you know, it's funny, like when I stopped taking cannabis, I switched to Xanax. Like I literally went to my doctor and I wasn't going to use cannabis anymore. And I'm like, I need something for my anxiety, for my nightmares. And, you know, I and I took it right up until, you know, I eventually went to Valium and then then back to cannabis. But yeah, yeah, it's it's wild how it happens. Well, that's fascinating just with this, you know, the way that it's, uh, you know, obviously kind of getting legalized, but also it's it's getting into kind of more and more different sort of parts of the culture and different that pe- people are using it and, and dealing with that kind of stigma, the kind mm. of historical pot culture, I mean, seeing that kind of transition into these different segments that are now adopting cannabis use in different ways. So tell us a little bit about how you are. So you've had this experience, this personal experience. What are you doing with how are you extending that? And what are your what are your goals or your missions around helping other peoples uh, with their journey? Sure. So, you know, at the time I was already writing and blogging about health Mm -hmm. and a lot of family health. So it just kind of naturally transitioned into sharing my story about cannabis and then discussing the research. And, you know, I'm totally a science geek. I love research. I love science. That's my passion. So I just incorporated a lot of that into Marijuana Mommy. And Marijuana Mommy is a website that's designed to teach patients and potential patients Mm -hmm. how and why to use cannabis. So yeah, it's, we share a lot of things like, of course, all the informational and medical benefits, but mm-hmm. I also do things like products that are really transforming patients' lives and making the medication you know, easier or recipes or you know, how to yeah. extract cannabis oil at home, all yeah. of those things. And it's done in a very stigma-free, you know, this is what it is yeah. and this is okay kind of 
attitude. So it's very, very relatable to like, you know, a specific niche group of people who mm-hmm. are, are looking for, for answers, not only answers, but also comfort. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about the segment or who, who is your audience or who do you really want to speak more, most directly to in terms of the website and, and the content that you're developing? Who do you, who do you most resonate with? Most definitely patients. And it's funny because, you know, when I started out, I expected it to be more female focused, um, but it really, really hasn't been, you know, it definitely appeals to women and Mm -hmm. parents, you know, because that's so relatable, that aspect of me. But it's really, I think, just being a registered nurse and teaching openly and and honestly with personal experience that really, really resonates with a lot of people who are really just starting to explore this plant as a possible medicine, you know, and a lot of people who are interested in, okay, well, let me just start with a little CBD and, you know, then they kind of get their toes wet and then eventually dive right in. Yeah. And what do you think are some of the um, challenging things? It's it certainly as this market kind of expands and more and more people, you know, become interested in it and want to try it. It, it is tough. It's tough to get involved. It's very, a, it's very confusing, both from a knowledge point of view, kind of the, the science point of view, but also the cultural point of view. You know, where do I buy it? How do I buy it? What am I buying? You know, how often do I take it? Things like that. What do you think? Sort of guide me through a little bit some of the things that you suggest to people who are curious and you know they've got their toes toes by the edge of the water and they're they're thinking about you know dipping them in. But what do they? What do you suggest they do? So, of course, it all depends on on the state. You know, I'm mm-hmm. always big on, you know, respecting the laws. Mm-hmm. You know, I can provide a lot of direction for, you know, New Jersey. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it really, really depends on the state of whether people have access and how, you know, easy or, or affordable it is to, to access that medication. CBD is so much easier. CBD, almost everybody can purchase online. Mm-hmm. Of course, you know, I offer a lot of product guidance because there's a ton of junk on the market, yeah. but there are some amazing, excellent brands out there and even yeah. some incredible craft brands. Yeah. You know, I think dosage guidelines is something a lot of people need to pay more attention to. So I do offer things like that mm-hmm. um, in my classes and my um, and on my site. Talk to us a little bit about the CBD THC approach. I mean, because that's that the CBD stuff has been big. I would say in the last twelve months, maybe maybe eighteen months, but it's it's really kind of taking off. How do you help people understand? kind of these big categories of types of cannabis products and and how to kind of navigate them? Sure. Um, you know, CBD, the biggest difference between like a CBD-based product and then full-spectrum medical marijuana is just mm-hmm. the THC content. Yeah. It's just how much THC has. And the appeal of the CBD is that it's non-intoxicating. And you'll hear a lot of people say it's not psychoactive. It is psychoactive, yeah. but people are just confused about what that means. It, it's <laughs> psychoactive because it, it can help relieve anxiety. It can yeah. help affect your mood. It doesn't make you feel funny yeah. like THC does. Yeah. Um, so, you know, a lot of people are just so scared of THC. They're so scared. I don't want to get high, you yeah. know, and the CBD is a great way to kind of introduce that. Mm-hmm. You know, then you're, it's cannabis. People don't want to call it cannabis. They want to call it hemp, but yeah. it's, the, it's the same plant. The only difference is really the percentage of THC. So a CBD product has 0.3% THC or less. Mm-hmm. And that it can be legally considered industrial hemp. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the labeling and the classifications are still mm-hmm. kind of getting worked out, but I think that's. There, yeah, there's no regulation or structure whatsoever. Yeah, yeah, one of the yeah. one of the big downsides of actually not yes. having a federal legal is that we don't we don't it have good uh, controls around it. That's absolutely the truth. Yeah, so there's a lot of junk on the market, unfortunately, a lot of pesticides. 
Well, so I was just going to ask, yeah. So when you're kind of looking for these products and you're, you know, doing, you know, research online or looking at products online, what are some of the big things you suggest people look at in terms of, uh, you know, selecting a product or what to look right. for in uh, a quality good question. product? Um, testing is super important. You want to be sure that your your products are, your brands are doing batch testing of, you know, every batch of product. And, you know, you want looking at, you know, not only the potency that they're promising, but you also want to look at, you know, pesticides and heavy metals, anything like that. Yeah. Yeah. So making sure that it's, it's free of mm, everything bad. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Exactly. And any, um, I guess, any sense of usage? I mean, say, you know, if, if people are uh, actually going to start taking some of these things, how do you advise people kind of start with some of this stuff? Because I, I think that's always a big issue. People, Some people seem to be super sensitive, some people not sensitive at all. Uh, so one person's initial dose may be someone else's unpleasant experience. What? How sure. do you advise people? So, well, with CBD and THC, it's a little different. With CBD, you don't get that, you know, you know with THC, too much THC is going to cause, can cause a panic attack. It's going yeah. to cause, you know, overconsumption issues. You don't yeah. get that with CBD. Okay. Like we can go up to really, really high doses of CBD. It's going to, you know, cause sedation, yeah. fatigue. THC, you definitely need to use more caution than CBD. For CBD, I usually go with the realm of caring has excellent dosage guidelines and they okay. recommend Great. 25 milligrams twice a day to start. Like if somebody's trying clinically to utilize CBD oil yep. in, you know, for a clinical purpose. Okay. Now, like you said, everybody is so individualized. So some people will do great with that 25 milligrams twice a day. Some people, like personally, I take over 300 milligrams twice a day. Yeah. But when you really look at, you know, a lot of the doses we have currently on the market are, are pretty, pretty conservative. Yeah. And they tend to be around, you know, 25 milligrams, sometimes even less. But if you really look at the research, the research really shows like 600 to 800 milligram doses. So we yeah. know we can go up high. Mm -hmm. Of course, it's, you know, it's expensive, so people yeah. should really use the lowest dose that they can um, yeah, so to get the most benefits. Yeah. But it's really about trial and error, just trying it, seeing what works for you, increasing or decreasing based off of your feelings. Yeah, yeah, it's good advice. I think it's you know help, helping people kind of enter the space. I think is one of the biggest challenges we have as the industry. I I hundred percent agree. It's, it's one of my greatest challenges in what I'm doing because I'm trying to reach potential patients, yeah. and you know this industry, you can't advertise anything yeah. so except on like cannabis related areas and i'm like that's not totally my market yeah. so yeah it's frustrating so let's talk a little bit about that i mean i think this is um i think you know understanding the different aspects of cannabis different products and and usage and things but i'd love to hear a little bit about your journey uh, actually creating you know creating your products or selecting your products creating your content what, what has been i guess let's start with what's been the most interesting part of all this for you as you've kind of gotten into it from a business person like as you as have created things what you know? What is, what has been the most fun or most engaging for you as you've gotten into this? Uh, doing classes, teaching, teaching at events. I'm doing a lot of like grassroots and going out there and running CBD classes and can introduction to cannabis classes. And I'm like going into like healthcare providers and doctors' offices and chiropractors and pharmacies and being like, "Look, I have a class in your area. It's free. Come." And I'm getting like such an amazing response, especially from like the healthcare field. It's really really cool. And you know, a lot of that probably like related to our New Jersey, our health commissioner has yeah. just been awesome with his education and his tapping into the healthcare professionals and trying to get them on board with CBD and cannabis. So yeah. it's just, it's really cool to be getting that positive response. But I love 
impacting other people's lives. And I love easing suffering. And that's yeah. what I really was passionate about in hospice. Mm-hmm. And to lose that, you know, was really, really devastating. And yeah. now, you know, through Marijuana Mommy and through my classes, I'm finally like reaching patients again and I'm easing suffering again. And I'm doing it on a much more massive scale. So yeah. that's really, really been, you know, incredibly rewarding for me. So these classes, so you're getting healthcare providers coming in, learning about how to integrate cannabis products into their treating or, or helping of pa- their patients? Not exactly. That's okay. not the goal of my classes, but it may go that way because I'm getting so much interest. Yeah. So I'm really targeting potential patients. The patients themselves. Okay. So yes. Yeah. So yeah. I'm going into these classes and I'm saying, look, you probably have patients that would potentially benefit from learning about this. I'm a nurse. I'm teaching a free class. Send them over. Yeah. But yeah, I am getting a lot of you know, physicians and nurses and pharmacists who yeah. are coming. I'm curious because I, I think one of the things that I've noticed that I think is a, it's a bit of a challenge or it's a bit of a paradox of our situation because – you know, doctors and nurses aren't really kind of prescribing cannabis. They're sort of authorizing the use of cannabis, but it's really up to the patient to kind of go and find their own prescription or or dial in their own kind of thing. And so they end up kind of lost in this. How how do you, how have you seen healthcare professionals kind of approach that, uh, (laughs) you know, that issue or how, how are we, how do you see that playing out? I guess. That's a, that's a good question because you're right. And most of the healthcare providers who are recommending cannabis are, have a very, very limited um, knowledge of it. And they really can't coach or guide, you know, a lot of them rely on the bud tenders to recommend strains. And, you know, they just kind of direct people to outside resources, which is exactly like one of the things marijuana mommy is for. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think it's it is a, a certain gap. And the process, I mean, like that, you know, it's Big you know, how to how to connect the actual yes. sort of diagnosis side of of the equation with the actual sure. treatment and, yeah. and the um, right now patients are relying primarily on the community to educate them. Yeah. So you know, group Facebook group messages, yeah. Facebook groups, stuff like that. It's really that's where people are getting their their most valuable information. Yeah, good. So, so you're doing in person classes. Mm-hmm. Who, who's showing up to your in person classes? Like, what are you noticing about the people that come? Where are they? Are they um, are they users already? Are they just thinking about it? Are they are they curious? Most of the people, you know, I get a lot of people who will know me from the industry and will come, okay. you know, just to get more information about the about CBD specifically or whatever the topic is. Um, but primarily, it's people who are who have heard about it, you know, who have thought about it, who are scared of trying it and yeah. want to know more. And you know, but usually they're ready to uh, start. You know, they just need that little bit of extra encouragement. And you know, like you've already mentioned, doctors and nurses, they don't really know. It's yeah. just like, oh, well, maybe try it. Maybe it'll help. Yeah, I and heard that it can works. be scary. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know someone who tried it. They did great. Yeah. So that can be scary. You know, they kind of want more information, like show me the research. And that's kind of what we do in the class. Like, here's what it says. Yeah. The FDA says it doesn't do anything. <laughs> yeah. It says there's no health benefits whatsoever, but <laughs> but here's what research shows us. Where, where are you pulling the research? Because I know in the U.S., I mean, we have, it, it's, there's such a dearth of, of oh. uh, actual data around use. Uh, I mean, I know some of the other countries have been doing some more research over the last decade or so, but where, where do you tend to go to find, you know, good, you know, reliable research on the impact effects of cannabis? Yeah. Well, you need academic journals and that's yeah. what, I, what I go to. So it's the research all around the world, like yeah. Israel and Canada have been great. We've got a lot of, <laughs> it's going to be a while before we have any quality yeah. United, you know, U.S. research coming out. But 
you know, hopefully. Yeah. Hopefully yeah, soon. But at least thank goodness for these other countries because we do have a lot of really amazing stuff coming out. So it's pretty remarkable and awesome to finally have that that concrete data that, you know, people can dive into. Yeah. Yeah, well, us, us analytic types love the love to, love to <laughs> see the numbers. Is there anyone that you found in in your kind of teaching and and people you've come across that are not necessarily good candidates for for cannabis use for for one reason or another? So you know that's that's a really tough question. Good question. Yeah. Um, so. No. I mean, there are people who are definitely more at risk for issues. Mm -hmm. So one of the issues we look at with cannabis, and one of the things we have to to consider is that there is a potential, a very small potential for drug interactions. Mm -hmm. So just like just like with grapefruit juice, it can cause, you know, um, an elevation in the blood of a specific medication and it can cause the body to not really absorb it. Yeah. Cannabis can behave the same way because of the way it is metabolized by the liver. Mm-hmm. And it tends to be genetic and most of the medication, like it doesn't affect most medications, but there are some. Yeah. So I always, you know, encourage patients who are using like specific antidepressants to okay. utilize caution, you know, certain antibiotics, you would want to use caution, but those like for like, for example, Leviquin, but okay. they tend to like when patients are on Leviquin, it tends to be a lower oral dose and you can tend to go up, you're able to go up higher. So, mm-hmm. but it's just, it's something to definitely be aware of because the patients are potentially, if their blood has an elevation of a specific medication, they're at a higher risk of experiencing side effects from that medication. So it's just something to definitely be aware of. Some people, you know, consider genetic testing because that can kind of shed a little bit more light Mm. on how they might respond. But for most people, they never experience a problem. Yeah, I think one of the interesting things about about cannabis is that it is the the side effects overdose sides are so low compared oh, to so many other things that uh, there's no overdosing well, in cannabis. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it's <laughs> not even yeah. as deadly as caffeine. I mean, caffeine yeah. can kill you. Uh, well, yeah, and we always too much water. You can die from drinking too yeah. much water. Yeah, it's amazing. You can't die from too much cannabis yet. I personally believe that we are, you know, making it more and more and more concentrated and eventually it we're going to concentrate the right cannabinoid yeah. and it will prove fatal. But, yeah. you know, I think we're a ways from doing that. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's interesting how uh, how the science behind it has, has evolved so mm. quickly and, and sort of the industrial engineering side of it has, uh, mm-hmm. has increased Amazing. so much. Amazing. Yeah. So, uh, you know, in terms of where you're going with uh, Marijuana Mommy and, and what are some of your goals, kind of ambitions, where where do you want to take the content? Where do you want to take the business? What's what's your bigger picture in terms of the impact and, and growth that you want to see? Good question. So um, I'm adding a lot more video to Marijuana Mommy because people tend to respond to that. Yeah. You know, I'm trying to introduce more and more personal stories and more and more faces so people can see like everyday average people who are using cannabis, yeah. you know, and have had amazing results. My goals for Marijuana Mommy is to convince a third of the population to try cannabis yeah. because a third of the population at one point in their life try opiates. Okay. And I really passionately, strongly believe that cannabis should be a frontline medication. And before anybody is prescribed opiates, they yeah. should try cannabis. Yeah. So that's really what I hope to sway society to like that point, And we will see. Yeah. It's about a hundred million people roughly or something. That's <laughs> your, that, I like the goal. Um, <laughs> so I'm, well, so l- let me ask one other one. If you had someone who is thinking about getting into the cannabis business or, get, or getting into the kind of the ecosystem, where do you see needs? Where do you see people needs for entrepreneurs or people who want to start businesses, you know, opportunities for them to, you know, create, you know, solve problems, uh, address market needs, 
you know, this industry is growing so quickly. I'm always curious about where the new kind of problems are showing up and where there's new opportunities for good businesses. Do you see anything right now in terms of good um, question? There's so, so much. There's so many opportunity and basically anything can kind of translate into specializing in the cannabis industry. Yeah. Um, so people don't have to start out with, you know, opening a dispensary yeah. or even like starting a retail shop. Like nobody has to do that. Like people who are accountants can just kind of start segueing into specializing in cannabis. People who own cleaning companies can segue into specializing in cleaning yeah. dispensaries or cleaning cultivation facilities. So there's so much room yeah. right now in the space that anybody can really can really specialize and kind of segue into it. I think that's smart. I think that's, you know, kind of taking what you do exceptionally well in the rest of the world and figure out how to apply it. Because the fact is, cannab- I mean, cannabis is, needs everything. It needs banking. It needs training. It needs cleaning Absolutely. service. It needs, mm-hmm. you know, marketing, branding. I mean, there's all these different areas so of much. cannabis that they needs to happen. And um, now's really the time for people to do it. Like I, yeah. I hear so many people saying like, oh, should I get involved? Yes. And you should do it now <laughs> because now is like, it's ready to explode. Like be the, fir- be the, you know, yeah. be one of the first. Yeah. Don't wait until it's overcrowded. Yeah. What, and any, um, I know you're based in New Jersey, any kind of prognostications or s- mm. sense of what's happening on a, you know, in terms of the market here? I know <sighs> we're all it's waiting so for various things. To- <laughs> you know, I have a great deal of fear that New York is going to pass us and legalize first. Yeah. Um, New Jersey, we were hoping by actually to, by uh, December 17th that we would have a vote on the bill, but nothing happened. I don't see it really have being voted and legalized recreational cannabis for um, until the spring or summer. And then I even think after we get the votes, it's going to be a long time before we actually see recreational dispensaries. You know, we're, we're very, our medical marijuana program is very, very restricted and very, very difficult here. We haven't even gotten that expansion in place. So I don't know. Our governor is very pro. Um, Our new administration is very, very pro, Mm -hmm. uh, but not, not all of the legislators are on board. So yeah. we'll see. We can only pray. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's painful. Yeah. yeah. And it's and that's part of the process. One of the things I've I've seen the more kind of successful cannabis entrepreneurs, I think, have kind of navigated this drama mm-hmm. uh, fairly well. You know, not getting <laughs> yeah. too bent out of shape about, it's all about the waiting. Just, yeah, it is. Well, and, and keeping yourself prepared and not overly, mm-hmm. you know, not to get too far ahead of your skis. But that's you know, it's, true. You have that, to, you a have lot to of time people it. do that. Yeah, you have to time it. But hopefully all, all that will come and if New York uh uh, I think New York. New York is going to have some pressure on, yeah, on Jersey, I and so. I think that once one side so. goes, it's going to push. It's I think push. so too. The other one's going to be right behind it. Yeah, and there's lots of other states too. I know that we've got there, uh, are, there are, there are, but we're going to be huge. We're going to be like a, a nine. Uh, yeah. I forget. How, we have like nine million people. I think. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's significant. It's going to be a huge, huge, major market. Yeah, yeah, that's exciting. All the more reason yes, to get involved. It is very exciting. This is great. Come to Jersey. Yeah, well, I, I I will. I come out uh, on a regular basis. So excellent. So if people want to find out more about uh, about you, about marijuana mommy. What's the best way to get more information? Go to marijuanamommy.com. Awesome, and I'll make sure I'll sure make sure the link is in the show notes here, so people can click through. Awesome, and I have a newsletter people can sign up for, and then I keep posted on all my classes and everything else. Perfect. Perfect. Great. I'm always, always looking for good sources of content for folks. Um, <laughs> people are pretty hungry for information in this yes, industry. Yes, they so. are. It's needed. I appreciate it. Good. Jesse, this, this has been a pleasure. I thank you so much for the time. I really enjoyed the conversation and I look forward to keeping in touch. Thank you. I really enjoyed talking to you. Thank you for having me on. You've been listening to Thinking Outside the Bud with business coach Bruce Eckfeldt. 
To find a full list of podcast episodes, download the tools and worksheets and access other great content. Visit the website at thinkingoutsidethebud.com. And don't forget to sign up for the free newsletter at thinkingoutsidethebud.com forward slash newsletter. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.